I fell asleep last night in my casino room watching the blacklist. I'm 65 years old. Anyway, that's where this song came from. <clears throat> uh, welcome to round number six's episode of Rump Chats. All the things that make it work from the grown-up version of Cinch Town right over here in the corner on the big stage, some 12 by 16. It is the two guys who continue to bring to you a show that starts at no particular time and runs in no particular order. Corporate partners and donors join us today. Great heroes from the bullfighting arena. Others to be addressed and talked about at that time. Who continue to enjoy the fact that Cinch's medium shirts are rather generous. Like myself. Anyway, my name's Jacob. I'm going to sit over here in silence for the next hour or so. I drove all the way over here to do that. Ambon and Rumford. Ah, Good to see you, man. Morning, everybody. Rock on. Good morning. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, you can tell Jacob got uh, over four hours of sleep last night. He's... Rather spry this morning, having him a beer. Good to have you, Jacob. Thank I, you, buddy. I think that we're, we're at the part of the NFR where if you've been here for, uh, let's see, Jacob, how long have you been in Vegas? Like a year and a half so far for this year's NFR? Uh, I, st- I came here, I got here last Saturday, two Saturdays ago. Yeah, yeah. me too. And so <laughs> people are starting to wear down. I mean, but we have people that just got in, the Britain family. Just look how good they 99 look. 99 world champion bullfighter. Champ of the world, Lance Britton, and his family is and here today. And he's taking a leak. Yeah. But you guys are all spry. Like, I watched this morning at the casino at the Mirage, uh, like, the people that are just now coming in, and they got their roller bags, and they don't. Smiling. They don't smell bad or look bad yet. They're just cruising in. and There's not, They're not beaded up sweat yeah. below their eyes. They don't purposely let the elevator doors close before somebody can get to them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to ride with you. That I don't want to talk to you. I don't want your opinion on anything. Uh, Please. Thank pe- you for being here. People, though, Jacob, people will talk to you. Uh, the one thing that I've noticed about the awkward people talking to you at the NFR, have you ever noticed, like, and this is kind of gross. Well, I'm not going to say it, but. Have you ever had the guy beside you when you go to the urinal that wants to tell you, like, something funny while you're trying to use the restroom? The urinal talker. Well, the hotel I stay at has got koozies or drink holders on the urinal, so they'll, you know they're camping out to talk to you when they set down their Pendleton and water and go, heard y'all yesterday. Y'all pretty funny over there. Hey, <laughs> tell, me, tell me something they talk about behind the curtain. No, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to talk to you. It's uh, the same stupid stuff as we talk yeah. about out here. Yeah, so uh, the rump chat, um, NFR, thing of the day, Dalton, don't talk to anybody. Just go in and pee and leave, okay? Yeah, Thank you. It's always that, my God, water pretty cold, isn't it? Uh, no, <laughs> just pee, please, sir. Any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> no cliches. Cliches, you'll, be, you'll have your throat slit. Have you ever walked into the restroom <laughs> at the casino and... Uh, you, you're using the restroom, and then you go to leave, and you see a guy that just got done that you know, and he wants to shake your hand. <laughs> well, luckily, ever since just 20, didn't... there's these pumps every two feet where I'm staying down south down there, so everybody goes, Vroom. good to meet you. Yeah. That's good. And it was, but back to the rodeo. Last night was <laughs> – back to off the urinal subject. Uh, last night was a pretty uneventful night. The, uh, the Rocker Steiner memes are up and running everywhere. Uh, we actually asked Rocker to come on Rump Chat 
And uh, he's not going to do that. But well, I asked his dad. I really want his dad, Sid. Rocker's fine, but Sid's, Sid's badass. So nothing really. There was nothing. And he says, like, I don't think no. anybody wants to hear what I've got to say right now. So I would love to hear it. I, would. I think everybody would. But uh, did you guys see after Rocker got off, he took the tape off his glove and put it over his mouth? I miss that. Yeah. Have you seen the meme that says, uh, the pickup line where it says, hey, girl, is your name Rocker? Because you got fine written all over you. <laughs> did you see that one? But what's really funny, and somebody I saw it on, on Facebook, and it's so true. The same people that just go, I can't believe that, are the same people that just live and die for Beth Dutton. He said the F word. <laughs> Throw him out of town. Beth Dutton has got the worst mouth than I've ever heard in my life. And they're all like, oh, I love Beth. Beth rules. Dude, if you... Rocker, I can't believe you said that. You know what's funny, though? If you watch, if you watch any Butler and Son rodeo, and you watch Benny Butler on the back of the shoots and watch his mouth, he... I'm not... I'm a Butler fan. I love Benny. Benny sometimes uses language that's not appropriate. Sometimes. Over and over and over. And no one has ever got mad at Benny See them guys on the back of the shoot scene. You got Killer B. You got Killer B. Seeing they don't give enough rain. Seeing they <laughs> stand him out on that dirt. His, got it, his ankle was swollen. He says bad words all the time. Like, nobody cares, but, you know. Anyway, we're Any, over it. Yeah. On to the next one. But let's, uh, let's get right into it. We've got a good show today. Um, we uh, picked up a new partner of the show, and we're very honored and blessed that they would uh, attach their name to ours because it's a huge chance they took. <laughs> <laughs> And we're so glad you did. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, Justin. J- Jacob. Jacob. That's, that's Justin. I'm Justin. Yeah, that's Justin. Sorry. To be fair, they don't have Verizon service where he's from, so they can't probably get this podcast. <laughs> he's probably right. never heard it. Yeah, that's it right. It does get hot enough there for your air conditioner on your trailer to separate from the body of your trailer. <laughs> Finish right. the big setup. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you did it. Let's just bring him up here. This is a family affair. Justin Bailey from Red River Arenas. Come on up, y'all. Give Round of applause. It's all over the place today. An exciting family on company from Coleman County, USA. Coleman County. This is the music that goes with it. Yeah. Sorry. Your show. Go ahead. So, so Jacob uh, helps uh, produce the rodeo there in Coleman, so he's very familiar with uh, that area. So, But anyway, glad to have you guys. And, uh, yeah, let, let's talk some steel. Steel has been crazy. Yeah, steel is a little pricey. Has <laughs> it been hard to get product? There for a while it was really hard to get. Now it's a lot better, though. It's just they're really proud of it. Yeah. Well, it's pretty cool. When we were, uh, we did a Zoom call with Trisha where we got to go in, not personally, but with her phone. She went into and showed the robots that, that you have at Red River Indians where it's built. Where it was amazing. I, I thought the robots were just not a thing. I'm kind of behind on times. But, I mean, the arenas you guys are built. And the cool thing I like about these people, this is rope in your own backyard. They're not trying to, you know, be knock out, you know, any other companies um, as far as that goes. But it's more of the, you know what, we, let's get you set up so you can do what you want to at your place. That is our main business is we deal directly with the consumer. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't matter anything from a single round pin 
up to a full rodeo arena for an event. We do any and everything in between. And you guys are trying to get more of the rough stock game also. We have traditionally been a roping arena company. Uh, since about 18, we've really been getting behind our uh, buck and shoots and doing some things different and trying to really expand into that market. And Bailey, you, you brought your notes here, which is super good. Thank you. Yes, I'm prepared. We don't do notes very good. Me and Hambone really don't plan anything. Um, no. Like, this shirt's dirty, just for the record. It's got a hole in the armpit, but. Oh, my God. Did you have it on inside out because you're. Anyhow, <laughs> she's prepared, but we may not be. But you guys actually have a scholarship program also. Yes, sir. So we wanted a way to support those that have been supporting us for so many years now. And so for the first time ever, this year we'll be offering six different scholarships from $2,500 to $500. Um, so there's a chance for everybody to win something. We're going to offer six of them. Um, our application is on our website, redriverarenas.com. And you're going to have to submit a short, short essay. We know these rodeo kids don't like to write, and we don't want to read them. <laughs> so uh, yeah. we can't wait to see I the essays it. and the videos. What we really want is a video of you in front of your product. And it doesn't have to be a, a big rodeo arena. Anything from a hog trap to one shoot or an arena um, we want to see it, and we want to know what it meant to uh, them growing up and to their family and what it's going to do for them furthering their education, whether that's into college or trade school. So. I love that. You, you, got, you can tell it's a real family affair with you guys because that's, that's just giving back. That's a, that's a big thing to help give back to these kids and help them go on and compete in college and, and go on and further education, further their education. But and we're all, about, we're all about doing stuff for the kids which brings me to if you guys buy a Rump Chat t-shirt, 100% of the, do the proceeds for those t-shirts goes to me and Hambone who have kids. Yeah. So <laughs> That's kind of the same. That's true. Yeah. But, um, I got three nine-year-olds. They're expensive. You also touched on it. You know, all the – it's not just arenas. Maybe you say Red River Arenas, but you've got, I mean, hog traps and arena drag. I mean, you've got everything. Feeders. Um, is there anything you don't build? <laughs> Do you build a tree house? <laughs> no tree houses, but we have got into the hunting equipment with the uh, deer blinds, corn feeders, stuff like that, which uh, about three years ago, and yeah. uh, that's been going well. Which is big out in West Texas. Cause I live in San Angelo, so I'm just down the street from y'all. But um, yeah, it's it's big, and that I mean those feeders are they uh, they get worked a lot in the fall, don't they? They do. Uh, that's um, so. Tell us about like some of. That. Uh, stuff that you build like what's your what's your highest selling so the our main draw still is the roping arenas for the guys to use at home and you know we do everything you can imagine from a entry-level pin up to something that you would put on a full prca rodeo in that's awesome and you guys are the official the official arena of the the what something out here? junior world's junior rodeo finals Toughest. <laughs> toughest. Vegas Toughest Junior World Championship. Nice. The, v the VTJBRA. <laughs> I just made that up. What else you got in your notes, Bailey? Come on. Oh, look. I did I did not mention that that can be high school freshmen through college juniors. Oh, so nice. So I know it's kind of hard to get scholarships once you're already in college, but as long as you're going to be enrolled at school next year, come get some money from us. Did you so. hear that, everybody? Come get some money. Red River Arenas. Apply. There you apply. go. Apply. Apply right the money. It's online. Yeah, and check out our website at redriverarenas.com. It's very informative. Everything we've got on there is 
very simply laid out and that when you see the price, that's the price sitting in your front door, wherever you are in the lower 48. And yes, North Dakota is in the lower 48. Right. Yep. Just in case anybody Anywhere you want to go. <laughs> and you guys got daily specials. Also, I saw that on your social media, daily specials on social media, right? Yes, yes, sir. So those are all going to last until the end of December. So that's Ooh. at the NFR or online um, until the end of December. And 10% off everything till December 11th? Yes. Yes. You can spend $10,000 on a, on a diamond ring or you can buy an arena. One's going to last forever. And it comes with free <laughs> shipping. There you yeah. go. Free yeah. shipping. Well, the wife may take <laughs> Depends. Wife could take the ring and the arena. Yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> But, I mean, I'm just looking at your website. You've got, I mean, roping cattle for lease. I mean, is that people put on ads on there, too? Well, my wife would probably, you rather not, you not said that. But oh, well, That's sorry. the part she hates. <laughs> but, yes, Anywho, moving we, on. We, we do lease uh, roping cattle. Nice. Uh, I mean, round pens, panel packages, gauge shoots, feeders, everything. Just, just go check them out. What booth number, you guys? Uh, it's 2218. 20, 2218, right relatively up here. close, right um, over there. If you're upstairs, if you're coming, if you're coming out um, here in the next couple days, come up here, see us, go over and see Justin Bailey and the crew, and and uh, just look at the products. That's all we're 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 kind of getting this together, getting that brand out there, and excited that you guys came on board with us, and we appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing what we can get done. Glad to be here, and we've also got another booth over at Mandalay, booth 955. Okay. Come check us out over there or here at the REMELF, either one. 10% off till December 11th. All arenas are free shipping. They, they, the prices are to your front door, all in the lower 48. You buy an it's arena. It's pretty simple. Buy an arena. All galvanized. Buy arena galvanized. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweeten the deal. You buy an arena from these guys, I'm going to throw in a free T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> I'll double that. I'll give you some Pendleton sunglasses. I will and triple I'll that. I'll give you a scholarship. No, no, no. Let's, so let's please make, apply. <laughs> let's make this. If you buy an arena from these guys, you get a dinner date with Rump and I. Or you get to take Dalton Morris with you for one month. Right there. <laughs> Anything goes. Heads up. <laughs> well. I'll send him your white soon as the lead. Do it. Do it. We'd love it. But we just thank you guys and, and um, for your support. Red River Arenas. Dot com, go go to the website. It's very simple to navigate. They've got everything. I'm just, it's very impressive. And also giving back to the youth, scholarships, kids apply freshmen to uh, seniors in high school and all the way up to juniors in college. RedRiverArenas.com. I just beg you, please visit with these people. They're good people, and we're proud of you. Proud to be a part of it. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming out. For us. You bet. Round of applause, hey, everybody. Thank you, guys. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday. 2218. Or at the Mandalay Bay, 95-something. Okay. I'm excited about this guest. I've known this guy since his beard was short. I know him when he didn't have one. I've been around this, our next guest, when times have been good. When times have been bad, I went on his honeymoon with him, <laughs> which was not awkward at all. We spent time together in a hurricane. He seen me naked over 450 times. <laughs> not that that's weird. He's kicked me in the mouth. He's kicked me in the butt. He's gave me several wedgies. 
He's a world champion. He's a newlywed. And he's going for number five. Something that's never been done. The face of modern day bullfighting. Freestyle bullfighting sensation. The one, the only... Fear the beard, Weston Rutkowski. Rutkowski. Oh, I don't use stairs. I'm an athlete. <laughs> why don't you, you just do a backflip, you yeah. know, Weston? Make everybody else look stupid. Uh, Weston, going for number five this uh, weekend. BFO is over at Resorts World. Uh, show starts back Thursday, right? Yes, sir. One o'clock. Thursday at 1.30. So what's the format coming this weekend? So it's, uh, we had round one, which was last weekend. Now we'll have round two, and it's an uh, aggregate from there. The uh, top nine guys, based off your top two scores, will move on to championship Saturday. Have, did you fight last weekend? Did you wait till you did? Yeah, I was up uh, last Friday, won my round. So uh, take care of business there and hopefully move on to Saturday. Yeah, won my round, not a big deal, you know, just, <laughs> just rocking and rolling. See, uh, another thing, you know, going back to, you know, memories of him way back in the day, he was, uh, he was around when uh, Dale Brisby first came around. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. watch that first original video, this is the guy that filmed the very first Dale Brisby. That was me sitting there next to Dale with no beard. I can't even really call that scruff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was wild. We just sat down and turned the camera on and went to interviewing and, Dale is Dale. What you see on camera is the way he is. Yeah, so I never even, I never saw anything until you showed me that. When I first met Weston was in Belton, Texas, and he just had a little miniature beard. It wasn't big. So cute. And we were talking about fighting bulls and, you know, whatever it takes to make it. And I, I told him, I was like, you know, honestly, I said, Weston, if you want to make it in this deal, you can. But I said, I want to tell you right now, you got to go all in. Like, if you want to fight bulls and you want to be successful and you want a rodeo, I said, you can, but you can't be like, well, I got a job. I can't do this. Or, you know, if someone calls you to fight bulls at a rodeo, you got to go. And I said, if you go all in, you'll do great things. And uh, I'm not saying it's all because of me he's been so successful, but that is a true story. A lot of my stories aren't true. That was a true one. Am I kidding? No, he's not. I was actually working in the oil field at the time and uh, had a really good job. I was uh, freshly kicked out of college and had a job <laughs> in the oil field. And, uh, you know, I wanted to fight bulls, but it's kind of that uh, uncertainty that I didn't know. So I asked Front what I should do, and he just said, quit your job and go. Yeah. Uh, for the record, I feel bad I've told other people sometimes to quit their jobs and it's not worked out. But, but this one did. <laughs> I've also... Uh, got to do a lot with bullfighting you know um so i can tell everybody like i honestly i mean you can tell i'm overweight <laughs> not a bullfighter mm. anymore but you know i love bullfighting as much as anybody i i love it I, I i know everybody i talk shit on everybody most of you guys are my friends um depends on the day <laughs> yeah but you know getting the i don't really work the barrel anymore because that's where dreams go to die um i'll let the younger guys do that but you know uh what a ride it's been for you. I mean, looking back from, I remember the, when we first came out here with BFO, and it was just blew everybody's mind. Uh, on a side note, before I get back into that, I actually got hooked in the parking lot of the Tropicana taking a leak. Uh, that first, I went to 
I was going to take a leak in between the two gooseneck trailers. I didn't know there was a bull in that front cut. So I slide up in there. The, the trailers are only like a foot and a half apart. So I'm about to get stuck anyway. So I kind of get wedged in there. And I start getting hooked. And I can't get out. I was... It's not a big deal. You got hooked more than that. But uh, it's a great you, story. You, you got time to tell it again. Yeah. Shut up, Hambone. <laughs> but what a ride the BFO has been and, and where you're at now. Yeah, it's been uh, tremendous for me. You know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, I still do protection. But what this has done for me and guys like myself is created an avenue to, to make money full time and make a living freestyling fighting bulls. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, it all kind of died out. Like, it, it's in, in, our, in the history of our event. It was rocking, and then it kind of went away. And I mean, you know, Lance, Lance was there for it. He saw it all. He you know, saw let's the end get Lance up here, too. Let's have a little roundtable discussion. Yeah, come on. Come on up here. 99 world champion bullfighter, Lance Britton. Champ of the world. A guy that changed my life. The very first yeah. flat <laughs> Lance, you still got it, brother. Ah, dang. Glad I'm Retirement's treating you good, boss. I was going to take my jacket off, too, but I think I'll keep it on. How are you, my friend? It's been a minute. It's good yes, to see it you. it has. It has. Lance, you got to hold it close to your mouth. It's good to be out here. <laughs> how good to long, be seen. How long has it been since you've been out here, Lance? Well, I judged one of the, the BFOs a couple of years ago, um, right. and I was out here for seven or eight days. So, But it's good to be back here and see everybody. You know, I, I try to tell everybody this all the time, and I tell my wife, uh, I'm choking up. Sorry. It's all right. It's rump chat, baby. All right, let's talk. <laughs> Want to talk about something funny? When I, my first year in Denver with, <laughs> with so, Lance and Quirt and Lacey? Yeah, so anyhow, now that I'm not choked up anymore, but Lance kind of changed my life. I wouldn't be a rodeo clown. Uh, wouldn't be involved with anything if it wasn't for this man. Round of applause for Lance. Sorry, I'm not a bitch. I promise, Lance, okay? <laughs> but, I mean, what a the bullfighting world, especially in the late 90s, the last year for the bullfights was what, 2000? Yeah. Wasn't it? 2000 was so the last year. So 2000 was last year, and, and when people talk about uh, the NFR, the old videos of the NFR, I wish to God, and I know it probably won't ever happen, but those bullfights, if you ever get a chance to watch all the bullfights back in the day, Mike Matt, uh, Lance Britton, Jerry Norton, I mean, Frank, Dwayne Hargo, Frank Newsom. The year that Frank was out here, I think it was 98, he fought the NFR. He jumped on the head of Trick or Treat, the meanest bull ever, got slammed into the fence, came back with black smoke from Rex Dunn, won the round. I mean, it was the, the, the real it was, deal. It was the coolest thing ever. But that was a different group of bullfighters. When you think about the generational gap, the bullfighters in the 80s and 90s didn't really work out. Um, <laughs> no, not saying you're not in good shape, Lance, but, you know, uh, some of the, the late 80s bullfighters uh, enjoyed other activities that kept them skinny besides working out. <laughs> they got in fights. There's a story where Rob Smets beat the crap out of a security guard at the Thomas and Mac. Yeah. Uh, it's two different deals. Like, bullfighters today, like, they wake up and have a protein shake. and we, hold, we don't hold a candle to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> the, so that's why you guys are kind of weenies. 
Weston, because bullfighters today, wake up, have a protein shape, get on Instagram and film a video of them doing push-ups. Then they go to the stairs at the hotel and jog up and down the stairs for 45 minutes, put up another Instagram post about working out and what they did. Then they get an IV of electrolytes, and then they get with their yoga instructor for several hours, and then they post about it, and then not you per se. This is just in general. I'm not that bad. (laughs) I'm just messing. (laughs) But, I mean, I want you guys both to talk about how it's so different from when bullfighting kind of dropped off in 2000 to where it came back in um, pretty big time. What was our first year to be out of here? 2015 was the first year. I want you guys both to – Weigh in on that. Let's let's hear your daily routine when you were going, and we'll compare it with mine. Well, having cameras around back when we were going was a little incriminating. You know, you didn't want cameras around. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But no, no. You guys I, are lucky. I will tell you, um, I won the world in '99, came back in 2000, leading the world standings going into it, and just didn't have the year I wanted. I mean, I couldn't draw very good. I had other things on my mind. It was the last year of the Wrangler bullfights. You know, everybody was a little did depressed. Y'all, did y'all know it, it was Yeah, over? we knew it. Yeah. And we, we just hoped that someone would pick it up. I mean, we were going to make it a good show so someone would pick it up. But I'll save my opinions for someone who really cares. But um, We care. No, we, we care. So, Lance, I've cried twice. We care. Air it out. Seriously, air it out. We, so, can, we can make it raw if we need to. So after that, I mean, really, there was only a, a select few bullfights that the guys could go to. Salinas. Um, any of Rex Dunn stuff. But um, so, you know, I sat at home for two years and worked rodeos and did all that stuff, but didn't go to any freestyle fights. Well, Salinas called and hired me to come, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And when it got closer, I'm sitting at home with my wife, and I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not in shape. I'm not ready. I'm not physically and mentally ready to fight bulls. And, and she's like, you're going. I said, no, I'm not. She loaded my bag, put it in the car, and said, get in the car. And we hopped in, and she drove clear to Truckee, Nevada, before I even talked to her. I was so mad. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not, I'm not ready for this. Well, we get there, and I win the first round. I'm like, okay, okay you know, still went all got, right. I still got it. <laughs> still got I, it. I still know what to do, yeah. So, end up winning the buckle that year. And so, she's wearing it. Because it's her buckle. She's the one who's Heck got yeah. it. <laughs> so, that a girl. Yeah. So it, it was tough to, to keep that mindset of freestyling bulls when there was just not a lot out there. And, well, and uh, I feel you like you, that generation got cheated. Because, absolutely. I mean, if you think about when you were at the top of your career, when you had worked to get there, and then you're there at the top, and then the bullfights just go just, away. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that had to just suck. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I had more championships in me. You know, just because I didn't win it in 2000 didn't mean I wouldn't come back with a vengeance to win it again. So I still think you could have won it that year. So, and, and I did enjoy the, the three events that I went to in the BFO. Um, just didn't work many out Many people for don't me. know, but he came to a handful of events in Lewiston. Uh, was it 17? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, 2017. That's right. Yeah, Lewiston was not good for me. <laughs> but, uh, I felt a couple of the other ones were good. He showed up in Ada and stuck it all over. So what, t- talk about that. So you got an invite to come back to the to BFO, and at what age? What age was that? 
I don't know, 2017. I don't do the math very good, but I think Let's I was ask like his 40, wife. How old? 43 <laughs> or Girls, how old was your dad in 2017? Over 40. 44. Fighting Bulls freestyle over 40. And, I mean, I came in. I was in good shape. I mean, I could jump over the moon and felt good. Um, I, they stuck it all over one. I mean, if I could find the video, I'd send I, it to no, you. We, was, yeah. I remember the first one because it wasn't that at a – was that an Ada? Ada, yeah. So – Whenever it's so like, I got holy this, crap, Lance Britton is back. I got this kid from Nebraska that drew up in my, my group, and he goes before me and kind of tries to pull off my jump, you know, in front of me, and I'm like, ugh, dang it. <laughs> now I got to do it, and I got to do it really good, but my bull just didn't set up for it. So um, my bull kind of goes over in the corner and then comes at me, and I just drop him with a fake, and I mean dropped him to his belly and stepped back to him. It was, it was cool. And I felt like I did good, but just didn't have the bowl behind me to, to win that round. So, but, but what's that? I mean, but, but to step out there, early 40s, all these kids, hot, hot Mexican fighting bulls, and still drop one to the belly. That's, I mean, it may not have been a, a, a gold victory, but damn sure a moral victory. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I felt good. I felt good. I think that's the hardest part about anything in rodeo is getting to the end. And especially in freestyle bullfighting, because the thing about it is, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how many push-ups you can do. If you stub your toe, you are wrecked. Like that video of Mercer, uh, Aaron Mercer from Canada, who is just a nut, but in a good way. Phenomenal bullfighter. When, when he's tripped up in Fort Worth, holy crap, these fighting bulls... Um, these are some big, bad dudes, and, and there's always a Facebook just, I wish they'd fight them big bulls like they used to fight them, you know, all the time. But a lot of these, these Mexican fighting bulls, that uh, Chad Ellison's fighting bulls are the size of that cinch trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's the bad thing. Like, no matter how good you are, one step and you're screwed. Yeah, absolutely, you know, but that's what's so cool about it is those animals are athletes too, and, and in order for guys like us to go out there and win, you have to have an animal that is doing his job as well. So rightfully so, if I do stump a toe, I want him to catch me because that means he's that good. So I disagree. I don't want you to get hooked, Weston. Well, I never want to get hooked. Trust me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, like Lance said, there's a lot that goes into this mentally, and it's, I mean, it's a push and pull deal where I love to do it when I'm doing it, but leading up to it, it's, it's hard on a guy. Yeah, you know, that's in my freestyle bullfighting days, and Lance seen it. I wasn't terrible. I got along you pretty good. good. Yeah. But here's how my schedule went. So if, if I was in a freestyle match on Saturday, I was excited on Thursday. All day Friday, <laughs> I was wondering, why did I enter this event? This is so stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep Friday night. I'd wake up Saturday morning about to cry. I would get to the event. I'd be scared to death, but try to be acting cool. I would go out, and I would fight my bull. And then as soon as the bull left the arena, I was like, this is the best thing in the world. I love bullfighting. You feel like King Kong. I mean, you really do. But, like, hell, my first time to Ardmore, I threw up five times before I ever fought my bull. That was my first You big... threw up five times? I didn't have nothing left in the tank. I was so scared. Okay, so I, I may cry a little bit, but I've never puked. Well, now you're lying. <laughs> well, never puked. Anybody that's uh, ever fought bulls has at least puked once. Did you, you know, ever, how did you ever I dealt with how I dealt with the fear factor was I always thought about, you know, swimming with sharks and fighting bulls. I mean, I knew that bull couldn't eat me, 
A shark so, can actually eat you. A yes. shark could eat me. <laughs> you know that's scary. So it could be. You, yeah, so, the, it could be worse mindset. <laughs> right. Right. Man, I, that's tough. I can never think what's worse at the moment. <laughs> well, you know, it, the the BFO. It just seems it's so crazy how far it's come. And um, you know, even when we started, there wasn't very many guys talking about bulls that that raised fighting bulls. Right. You know, um, Evan Allard was was the was the main guy with the BFO. And then all of a sudden, you had these events that just sprang out of everywhere. And then I, re- I remember even then, even him got, he got, he was fighting anything that breathed on his ranch. Right. And it affected some of the events because we see these guys on videos that they made because that, that's another level of BFO, the social media and, and, and what Ferg created on, on, uh, on a media-wise, uh, that, that reach there, that made it even better because he took a new, it, it a just new way of doing that marketing and, and put it out there. And everybody's like, this is bad. And Randy Kateri. And yeah. it's just, that was the whole dude thing on that side. But these events the, blew up. Yeah, it and gave then, the recognition. Yeah. And then we didn't have the bull power for a little bit. And then it finally caught up, you know, Chad Ellison and, and uh, Penthouse and, and all, you know, all these guys and, you know, and, and, and even get going out to California to Reno's guy. Um, you know, and just trying to pull these bulls in. Well, but um, here's the bad deal on the bulls. This is why bullfighting is a labor of love, because honestly, you're never gonna you're never gonna get rich in bullfighting. Like, you're just not. You've won a ton of money. It's been good to you, but it's it's not. You're not just making hand over fist cash. But in the bull deal, especially with me, like like where I've brokered a lot of deals with uh, Joe Martin out of California. You know, what people don't understand is, like, these bulls are extremely mean. But you buy 20 fighting bulls. Out of those 20 fighting bulls, you know, yeah, you're going to have four or five that we're going to keep on going. Because, one, fighting bulls fight each other nonstop. So a lot of times you get bulls that fight each other and you get crippled bulls. And then some of the bulls are so mean that they won't fight. We we had the bull jumper in Brawley, California, and... And one of the, the fighting bulls that I had got out of Turlock, I watched him one night at the, uh, I mean, phenomenal fighting bull. He goes and stands in the corner and just bays up. So, I mean, when you, when you figure 20 fighting bulls at 3500 bucks a shot, you're going to lose money. So the fighting bull deal is not like, oh, man, I need to find some way to make a lot of cash. I'm going to buy fighting bulls. You know, I mean, it's not a good business decision. <laughs> It's a, it's a high risk, I mean, not only on our end, but their end as well. It's a big investment because you're just talking about what they cost, but feeding them year-round, the supplements, the vitamins, the vet bills, all that stuff that goes into it, it's it's no different than any animal you see in the Western industry. Like, they take a lot of care well, of these the, animals. Well, the facility you got to have because yeah, you, you don't, can't just put them in a three- or four-strand barbed wire No, you've got you to have pipe fence. You're, Wrong. You're, Bronk Rumford used to run fighting bulls <laughs> big on hot wire. Big yeah. They were never in. How many calls did he get from the sheriff? (laughs) Uh, You know, probably the best fighting bull story ever was when we were in high school and me and my sister are going out to get in the car to go to school, and there was a fighting bull that got out and was standing by the side of the house where Haley's car was parked, and he tried to hook me earlier, so I was standing by the door, and if you guys know, my sister Lance knows her, and she's kind of mean and rude sometimes, and so Haley comes walking out, and I tell her, I said, hey, sis. I said, don't walk around. This is at 7.30 in the morning. I said, don't go around that corner. You're going to get your ass hooked. She goes, what? 
I said, there's a fighting bull out. She said, shut up. All right. So I just stood there. She walked around the corner and got the shit hooked out of her. That bull got her. She had a Mazda RX-7. She was getting hooked up against the side of her car, and I felt so bad that... Um, you probably just watched. I went and got my dad. <laughs> Haley, finally, she was skinny enough back then. Um, oh <laughs> she crawled underneath out. the car and saved her life. She's in trouble. She doesn't listen to Rum Chat, so we can say that. But <laughs> She you, does now. Yeah. You wait talk till, about, too, the, tell her. The, the moves, yeah. uh, all the different stuff you guys are doing. Lance Britton was the pioneer of the flat foot bull jump. The original. You know, when, when you see guys call for a bull and jump in the air, that was Lance Britton, and I was there the first time I saw it. Lance was cool. Lance had a van, had a, a Chevy van with a teardrop window in it, and he hauled around a miniature Zebu bull named Buddy, and... After the rodeo was over, he would sell $5 pictures to get, get on this miniature bull. He hauled the bull in the van, okay? There wasn't a trailer. It had a teardrop window with a bull in it. He had a white picket fence that he would put on the side of his van. And the inside of the van was all red carpet with bullfighting pictures. And he came to Mountain City, Kansas. You know, my dad... Uh, and I don't mean this boastfully, but he started a lot of people in this yep, business from, from Lance to Justin McKee. Um, Aaron Ferguson. Yeah, Ferg stayed there. Jesse Knutson, all the my, – my dad has been instrumental in a lot of careers. So my dad has uh, eased off quite a bit over the years. But my grandpa Floyd was, you know, he would not approve of beer or smoking cigarettes. And so we're at this rodeo – and Lance is, uh, he's got a 40 ounce of Coors Light and he's got it smoking a cigarette by his bull that's in his van. And it's, it's hot and this van's not hooked into power because uh, if you've ever been to Mountain City, there's one outlet. <laughs> Jacob, you would love it there. That is rodeo. So my dad walked over and uh, at, at the time we were leasing bulls from uh, uh, the Mundorfs. And uh, so my dad says, in Bronx Rufford style, Lance, you know, at Rumford Rodeo, we don't really drink and smoke. Lance goes, well, I do. <laughs> so my dad says, well, Lance, if you're going to be drinking that beer, you got to do whatever I say tonight. Because you can picture Bronco saying that. Oh, yeah. So my dad says, uh, I tell you what, Lance, you can do whatever you want, but when I tell you to jump a bull tonight, you got to jump a bull tonight. Lance goes, all right. <laughs> About the third bull out, they had this brindle. And this dude was big. And I'm not talking like one of these little weenie black and white bucking bulls. I'm talking about this brindle was shinier than a gold buckle beer can, had horns to the roof. And here comes old Bronco. Hey, Lance, you got to jump this bull. And I was like 15, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to do it. Because I, was, I would just follow Lance around, and he was 21, and he bought me some beer. Remember that? <laughs> I'm sorry that your kids are here. Don't listen to that part. Um, but so anyhow. Lance's buddy buddy. Lance doesn't even care. He walks out in the arena, and uh, they turn that bull out. And I remember thinking, my dad just killed a man. And this bull comes running out as hard as I've ever seen. And Lance jumped. He didn't run and jump. He stood there like this and jumped in the air. And it was in slow motion. It was glorious. And landed. And then walks up and shakes my dad's hand. And I'm like, 
I have got to start smoking. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, Lance? I'm not embellishing that one a bit, am I? All right, but let's, I need to know if this happened or not, the Selena story. I got a, we got a video of it. Play Tell it up. It. You know what we're talking about. You, so you told me long, long ago okay. that you're in Salinas, and this may have been the last time you were there or one of the other times, but I'm not sure. But he said that you were so cool, you would walk up, and right before you called for your boy Salinas, you were smoking a cigarette, you, you put it out and called for him. And Rump swears by this. We got a video of it. So did this happen or did it not? Because I've heard it did and it didn't. It might have been just outside the arena. Oh. might have been just outside well, the arena. Well, it was arena, funny, like, when they'd blow the bombs off. I mean, yeah, you know, you're trying to get that last. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't know this. <laughs> so, <laughs> athletes. So, yeah, it, yeah, it didn't go clear out in the arena, but it made it to the gate. But where everybody else was, <laughs> was blowing the bombs, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, how about it for, you know, they didn't. Craig Rumor, and he would go bouncing through the deal and slapping everyone's chair, and they'd be like, the Wonder Boy from Scott City, Kansas, Lance Britton. And Lance was like, and then he just walks out casually, walks to the middle of the arena. He doesn't jump up and down. He doesn't try to pump up the crowd. Lance just turns around and goes, come on. That's it. There was no buildup. Because there's, a, there's young kids, and it's just annoying as shit to me, uh, can I stand up and give a little demonstration of what's annoying? Yep. Okay, the build-up. This is the build-up that I don't like. Okay. Here, give me some music. Feel free to commentate. Actually, announce it like I'm about to fight a bull, Jacob. And go. You do it. Let me find my damn... Announce it. All right, we're right here inside. The next guy coming to you from Ponca City, Oklahoma, weighs in over 305 pounds. <laughs> He's red in the face. He could possibly be at risk for diabetes. He's going to call for him here in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Rumford. You guys need to put your uh, guys on the clock from the time you get announced to the time you call for your bull. You should be only pump the crowd up like five times, and you, you shouldn't have to make 95 circles. Uh, yeah. So it depends on if the bull's ready or not. I mean, you go out there, and you sit there and wait, and they're like, hold on just a minute, and you're like... Yeah, sometimes it's not like, your I mean, I'm fault. Not, I've never done crack, but I feel like that's pretty close when you're like, you got to go. Oh, wait, 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 no, hold on. He's not ready. Like, Didn't we do a stoplight <laughs> thing one, one time? We had lights. Red and light, like, green light. Red yeah. light, green light. Yeah, it was like you didn't have a choice. No. When the light goes, he's coming. But That would be uh, badass, actually. I have a – my experience with, with Lance back in the day when I – he uh, – where were we? It was before Casper, maybe. I don't know if you used to do. Did you do Sterling back in the day or anything like that? Anyway, some rodeo. And I remember we sat and talked after for quite a while. Uh, I was brand new. And you just gave me great advice about, you know, doing things right. Uh, you know, don't be a douche. Stuff like that. That should be the number one. You know. Um, should be and, a t-shirt. And then when I got Denver, oh, talk man. about smoking cigarettes. When I got Denver, I had Ryan Rodriguez. 
and the barrel and Lance. So let's just say that that locker room, <laughs> you, you can you can have a pull of a bottle of Crown in between. Yeah, you ain't got shit on them boys. But uh, yeah, it was uh, Lance and Rodriguez, Quirt, Wacy. Of course, they're still there. Quirt's I think it's gonna they're gonna stuff him and. Bury, I think they'll bury him in the area. <laughs> but uh, a lot of great times and great years. Uh, God, we did Casper together. You never asked me to go out on your boat with your family. It's fine. No big deal. You were, uh, you were never up at 8 o'clock in the morning. That is very leave. true. That is very <laughs> the true. The invitation was open. You well, just didn't go. There's that dang place called the Beacon that just gets a guy down sometimes. Is that Casper. where the Cowboys go sneaking? That's correct. At the Beacon. Lance, who was your favorite guy to hang, like favorite bullfighter to hang out with back in the day? Oh wow, you caught me off guard with that. Yeah, that's where I'm chat. Get, uh, get your shit together. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you didn't even know you were going to be on the show. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't check emails very good. Um, <laughs> it's called a text gosh, message. We, we don't send them very good either. Huh. I, I can't even think about that one. I can't even think of who I fought bulls with back then. That was like 30 years ago, for crying out loud. Uh, okay, well, we'll come back to you, Weston. Right, yeah. Weston, we know who your favorite people, because you had 26 bullfighters for your groomsmen at your yeah. wedding a few months ago. Yeah, this is true. A few months ago. Every bullfighter was there, and if you've never seen a bullfighter wedding, uh, dancing on tables, po- pouring beer down the cracks of people's pants, there is nothing that will not happen. This is, security was not a fan of us at this venue. <laughs> I can't imagine. And, and you would know if you were there, but uh, I, only my friends came. So I, oh, I, my wife, I, I had a, I had a, an, a the fiesta. I yeah, had a legit your, reason. Your wife was there. <laughs> I wanted to go. Mama to, Bear was there. I missed, I missed the the wedding, but I did go to the honeymoon. Uh, the honeymoon. We went to Belize. Yeah. And uh, Weston, while he's a pretty tough dude, I was the only one. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember on the news when they were talking about that horrible hurricane bl- blowing through Belize. I was the only one that would get in the swimming pool when the hurricane was there. Well, you're a pool guy. I am a pool guy. Thank you for putting that out. <laughs> you, had to, you had to adjust the, the uh, minerals in the water. The alkalinity. There get it see. together. You're the pool guy, not me. But I mean, that have was... you ever been in the pool with him and he sits there and tells you that it's okay to pee in a pool? Because it displaces. Because there's... it displaces as he's telling you and he's standing extremely so close many, to you. So many parts per million. That is yeah. okay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is not even bullfighter related, but it's kind of bullfighter related. In rodeo, don't you guys hate when the people that don't know about rodeo try to say something like, "Yeah, those bulls will run at you because you're wearing red." Every, everybody who's heard that, raise your hand. A bull will come at you if you wear red. Everybody knows that's not true in rodeo because bulls have no pigmentation in their retinas. They don't see color. Wow. In the pool business, they say, oh, you can't pee in the pool. You can pee in the pool as much as you want because the average backyard pool is 22,000 gallons. It's displaced the alkalinity with hydrochloric acid and a built-in from Pentair inline pool chlorinator. Four tablets that weigh exactly two pounds as a total is pumped through your system and filtered day and night. You can pee in a pool all you want, okay? Not saying you should, but I'm not. I'm just saying it doesn't. So I, let's get back to these guys. Nobody here gives a shit about pools. 
But if you do, hit me up and we'll get you some from Cruise Pool and Spa. Hey, Pop I know who Oklahoma. I'm not inviting to my next pool party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm telling you. It's awkward when he tells you this stuff. So if you didn't um, learn anything, you can This just hit me. Uh, talk about jumping a big bull. Uh, San Angelo. Weston fought a few years. And uh, it was awesome. Boyded. Something happened. You tripped up or something. Yeah, it, was like, it was one of my first big rodeos. Yeah, you mouth off. You, yeah. you mouthed off to Boyd, and he still hates you. No, he does not. It was <laughs> it something was, happened. He tripped up or something. He does. And, and Boyd, it was a uh, guy got bucked off, and then we made around with the bull, and Jake was just cleaning it up after me. Well, Jake stumbled, so I went and made another round, and Boyd got on to me over the mic. You know, I'm just young and dumb, and I was like, no. Uh, you're not doing that. I don't know who Boyd is. You know, my first big rodeo, he's just chewing me out over the mic. So right after the perf, I was walking off, and I was like, no, not standing for that. So Boyd's headed out of the arena, and I just put myself between him and his horse, and I was like, excuse me, I don't appreciate you getting on to me over the mic. And he looked over, <laughs> big old Boyd, <laughs> who are you, kid? <laughs> I said, you're going to know who I am. And he Ooh. said, yeah, we'll see. I was so pissed. I was like, I don't know who this big son of a bitch is, but no, that ain't that ain't gonna happen. We should get you and Boyd on at once. Yeah, no, he won't remember this because I was a nobody at the time. Yeah, still am really. But uh, so we go to the bar, and I'm telling Jake what happened. You know, Jake, nice old Jake. No, oh, man, he didn't mean that. You know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's BS. And Billy Jones is like, you want to show him something? I'm like, yeah. He said, I got a bull you can jump. I said, you just tell me when he loads up. We go through the next perf, we're going rock and rolling, and this monster of a bull loads up. He's like, hey, Weston, this is him. So I run out to the pickup. Man, I didn't even look at him one more time. I run out to the pickup. I was like, do not rope this bull. He said, he's going to buck this kid off right here. He's going to make a hot lap. And the good thing, Josh Edwards was picking up, so you didn't have to worry about him catching if he would have tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I run out there. I'm like, don't rope this bull. And they're like, all right. I said, don't rope him. Bucks kid off, makes a lap, and I am screaming at him. I jump him, and I turn around, and I am pumped. You, Boyd. <laughs> Boyd don't even know what's going on. You know, yeah, no, even... I remember he goes, like, it was just. It, I just was did it. It was talking about it, and this bull just come around, and it was just out of nowhere, right? Well, there's no setup. Nobody knew And then all of a sudden, he just jumped. I mean, big. They called son. him Hercules. He's huge. And jumps. I remember because Boyd goes, Weston. Yeah. Holy I, cow. I turn around, and you can see his <laughs> I was so mad. But you, I was I mean that was just my mentality is like I'm gonna make it in this world. I don't know who you're which probably should not the best way, but sometimes you have to have that inside you, especially yeah. in this world is yeah. you know, same thing you're saying, whatever. So, yeah, that was a good lesson of one, don't call out Boyd, and two, don't call out me. Did you, That's right. There you go. Did you guys, this question for both of you, do you ever got to a point in your bullfight where every, because that's what everybody says during every bullfight, jump him, jump him, and you've, your legs are about gone. Have you ever headed one knowing that it's not going to end well? A lot of them. But, some, I mean, it's 50-50 chance. They get over them, you may not. I don't think that's 50-50. <laughs> You either do or you don't. So, I mean, 50, 50. Well, <laughs> I think my odds would be different. It's not a big <laughs> I did jump a bull at Austin, though, a couple years you ago. You did, off the barrel. Yeah, I don't remember what the bet was, but we had Big Bear get on top of the barrel and call. Because, you know, you've been yeah. Austin way more than I've ever been. And uh, I think halfway through, we got old Big Bear on the barrel, called for him, jumped him. It was pretty smooth. Yeah, it's probably the best barrel jump in the history of Rodeo uh, Austin. I would agree. It's not a big deal. I barely remember it. If you guys want to see the video, you can go to our Instagram. You can see me jump a bull off the barrel. 
That's Rump Chat at Instagram. <laughs> but seriously, I did. But, you know, working with the, there's a very, it's a tight group, honestly, like with barrel men and bullfighters and, and um, that we have. And I didn't really realize that, how close everybody was and all the connections that we've made in this business. Because when we were at uh, Hill City, Kansas a couple years ago, Hill City still has a bullfight. You know, just an amateur, well, not amateur bullfight. They get some good guys in there. But so Ted Kimsey was there because he was uh, watching Trey and Sage. And Dusta was there. And uh, the two judges for the bullfight was Ronnie and Donnie Sparks. And Ronnie and Donnie, they, you know, they rodeoed when Ted Kimsey was the man of freestyle bullfighting. And when Dusta showed up, you know, they gave her the biggest hug and, like, kind of got teared up about how she was grown because they rode her, you know, around her when she was little. Um, so the, the barrel man bullfighting deal, my, that's one of my biggest fears, like, because uh, of the shelf life of bullfighting, especially with freestyle bullfighters, you don't have much time. And, and I mean, I don't mean that weird, but, you I mean, you, honestly, you don't. It's a very short shelf life. And when, when, uh, when my team of people leave, I don't know if I want to try to get a new bunch of friends, you know. What do you think's a, what do you think's the perfect shelf life for freestyle bullfighting? I mean everybody's different but I don't know. Uh I mean Lance did it at forty three years old, so if a guy's lucky enough to stay healthy to me it's uh I mean, we all know it's a very dangerous game. It's the injuries are the worst of the worst. I mean, Eli Sharkey right now is in the oh, yeah, say a prayer, prayer for, for him. Eli. You know, he's got a lacerated liver and it was a, a accident that didn't look bad. But it's you just really never know. So it really much, very much depends on how fortunate you are with your injuries. You know, I've had some serious ones, but I've been able to, to overcome it. And it, on top of the injuries, it's your mentality. You know, we we talk about it, but guys got an egg, and it just depends on if that egg breaks or not. You know, like sometimes yours are boiled and hardened, and others, you know, crack on their first one. So. It's hard to say a shelf life to me to answer your question is it just depends on when a guy knows he knows. Yeah, I, I get to help at bullfighting schools even now. And my job at these bullfighting schools is to help encourage younger bullfighters not to be scared. I put that a different way than I talked to him. But we were at, a, at one of Webster's bullfighting schools, and this kid, he would not go to one. Like, he wanted to go to one, but he wouldn't go to one, but he wasn't, like, quiet about it. You know, he was, like, kind of cocky, but he would not fight a bull, hardly at all. He wanted people to know he fought bulls. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. So Webster's like, man, it's time for him to give him a motivational speech. So I pulled him aside. I go, hey, come here. I said, what's your problem? He said, what do you mean? I said, you won't go to one. He goes, I'm just waiting for a better one. I said, this bull's fine. I said, you're scared. He goes, I ain't scared. Q-Bap. I said, you are scared. I said, you paid $500 to be here. You paid good money to be here. You've been working out. You've been jogging. You've been doing all this stuff, and you're going to stand in the corner and not go to this bull? I said, I'm ashamed of you. I said, you know what? Take your stuff off and go sit down if you're going to be like that. And I said some other, since there's children here, I'm not going to get into the exact words I Q-Bap. said. Q-Bap? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Essentially. So he looks at me and goes, you know what, fat boy? If you so know so damn much about bullfighting, why don't you go show me how to make a round? All right. And I was mad. And I had about 13 Keystone Lights. That's back when I was drinking Keystone Lights. So I go in that arena. I'm thinking, I got Tuck, Chuck Swisher, <laughs> Wacy Munsell, Cody Webster. I got the very best bullfighters right beside me. I'm thinking, if anything happens, 
I won't get hooked long. So God, and at the, this is when our babies were a little bitty. So Ashley's at home with babies, and I go out in the middle of that arena, and I'm going to show this kid. I go, hey, and here comes this fighting bull, 9-0. And I'm like, I am so screwed right now because I'm too far from each fence to make it. So I remember it was slow motion. The bull's running at me, like in slow motion running. And I remember the prayer that I prayed. I said, Jesus, it's me, Rump. <laughs> Look, if I have one more bullfighting move left in this fat body, <laughs> I would like to request it right now. <laughs> and that bull came by, and I threw a fake, the best fake I've ever thrown. Was it not fake? No, it was a side fake. <laughs> I busted this bull in half, and I walked up to this kid. Kids, cover your ears. I walked up to this kid. I go, that's how you do it, pussy. And then I went behind my trailer. Oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not. I couldn't yeah, breathe. Because them. every one of those guys you said that you think would save you, they would let no. you just long enough, maybe. Okay, now we'll go. So, I just told Lance they didn't let him get hooked. I told, you that, <laughs> I told you that story to tell you this next one. And this is not, uh, Ashley can verify this. This is not a rump story. This is the next story. The, the next story, same kind of situation. This is a couple years later. And uh, this, another deal, this, but this kid was scared. And he was in good shape. Like, he was built like Matthew McConaughey. Like, he was ripped up. And he was ready. And he goes, man, rump, I'm just scared. He goes, I want to do it, but I'm scared. And I said, you know what? I said, when I look into your eyes, you know what I see? I see a champion. I said, I see a champion stuck inside a cage. And I said, you know what, my man? I said, you could be in a car wreck tomorrow and die. I said, we don't know how much time we have. But I said, if your heart and soul believes in yourself, if you want to fight bulls, if you can take one moment to be the best person you can be, I said, that bull out there is the one for you. And I said, you know what? I've seen a lot of bullfighters. I've been rodeoing my whole life. I said, but when I look at you... I believe in you. And all that's left to do is you believe in yourself. This kid's like, I'm going to do it. He takes off in a dead sprint. He gets to the middle of the arena. This fight bull swaps in, and here he comes. And I mean, just 9-0. I don't remember if Crawford was there or not, but homeboy locked up. Oh, no. He locked up. This bull's running, and the kid puts his hands up and never moves. Not an inch. This bull hit him so hard, it <laughs> broke his leg. And when I say broke his leg, he didn't just kind of get knocked down. And, you know, after he got knocked down, we kind of went out there and said, maybe we should get the ambulance. It broke his leg around the side of his body. And that was his last bull. But in my defense, I've motivated that kid to try something that he'd never done. <laughs> Now he has a lifelong story. He yeah. Tell. yeah. That's and a lifelong the limp. Yeah. Which is funny because, you know what, I've not really been asked to come back to any bullfighting schools <laughs> as the motivational speaker, but I feel like I did a pretty good job. That was very motivating. So, uh, last time ball. I fought bulls, uh, no offense. Um, <laughs> I would love for me and Hambo to have a bullfight off with a, like a muley calf. Absolutely. I'll do it. Hold on. What? I ain't scared. So, I'll have you know next Next weekend, we've got the Diesel Brothers coming, and they're going to fight one. I got to work next yeah. week. No, I, no, we've already we've got stock just for them. So I've I bet got we meetings. got one or two others. But uh, no, Good we section break. had a buddy like everybody does has a buddy that you know raises bucking bulls. So anybody who showed up to the 
to the pin and shoes had to go up front, <laughs> open the gate and be there. I don't know, this kid was getting on this young calf and hung a spur in the flank. And I gave him plenty of chance to get off himself, <laughs> but it wasn't coming out. So I go out there and I pick this bull up, got him right in my hip pocket, right in my pocket. Sure, Hambo. And I keep coming around and keep coming around right back on top of the kid. And uh, yeah, finally, the bull wore himself out enough we could just hold him <laughs> and then cut him off. And then I decided I'll never do that again. So that was my first and only experience. I'll leave it to you people. I thought you were going to say the Walmart Ooh. manager came and unplugged it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh old school clown Old school clown joke. Speaking of uh, the actual <laughs> last bullfighting move that Rumford has, Mike, uh, do you have that video? Uh, this is in Denver. Oh, <laughs> Lance, Look at this. Lance Britton. Circles That's around. That's awesome. Here it comes. And then watch as he gives him some good fakes. This, there's 9,500 people going nuts right now. Now watch his, watch his leg. But watch right here. Boom. Ouch. Oh, Boom. my gosh. ACL gone. No, AC, no. He's tore it. <laughs> and then he's The funny thing it. is, Wacey's oh dying gosh. laughing right now. <laughs> the place is going nuts. Oh Rumford's Jump legacy in. is Jump just in. improved. Yeah, we're all he's, – he's, Can yeah. we show the first of that again to see that <laughs> jump? That was sick. Re-rack that, Mike, if you could. That's a Shad Smith fighting bull. Uh, Watch how graceful this jump is. A little bit bar, a little bit back. Go all the way to the front, Mike, if you could, please. Those are some good moves. There you right go. There, Watch though. this. Almost gets the gate guy. Bam. Bam. So, little background on that. <laughs> when that leg uh, snapped, I mean it snapped, that's ACL, MCL, PCL, double meniscus, and a spiral fractured tibia. That's all you can do to a leg. And the worst yeah. part was, Ashley <laughs> said... was in pain. So, I had sold, I bought... Uh, like 35 <laughs> bulls out of California, 35 fighting bulls. And um, Shad Smith bought them, and uh, we are kind of swapping some Mexican fighting bulls around. And he's like, I got this awesome idea. I got this miniature bull, and he's mean. And I was on a contract here at Denver. So I was waiting till the last perf, and I was like, I'm going to pull out, you know, this, this miniature bull. And Ashley said, this is a bad idea. And I told her, and this is, I was wrong. I, I was like, Ashley... Let me tell you something. I've been involved in rodeo my whole life. I deal with fighting bulls daily. I'm friends with the best bullfighters in the world. You don't need to tell me what I need to do. I'll be fine. Later that night, Ashley, I need you to come to Denver. Something bad happened. I walked out of the arena and I knew, I knew my leg was smoked and I'm fighting back tears. And Binion Servey walks up, and I'm limping. He goes, you're being dramatic. <laughs> so I go to my trailer, and I'm crying because it. I'm a, I don't give a shit. That hurt. And hey, Hambo's like, are you okay? I, I go to check on him. He's like, let me get you a beer. No, I opened the door, and you had a bottle of ibuprofen and, like, 12 seltzers <laughs> laying on the ground in your knee, in your ice. And I, I could see in your face. I, I, that's when I knew it because I just thought, 
I was actually kind of like Benny, and I was like, oh, God, you'll be fine. It was a, I just, I thought it was another horn in the butt, because I thought that's what got you. Oh, there was a horn in the butt, too. It just wasn't as bad as the first one. <laughs> but I, the look on his face, I knew. And the, and the sad thing is, he had like two days off, and then you had to go to Rapid City. I, I did, and Ashley told me that, too. She's like, well, Justin, I told you this wasn't going to be a good idea. She's like, I don't have a babysitter, so I can't come get you, so you're going to figure it out, which I don't blame you. So Hambone loaded my truck. He loaded all my clown gear, which I thank you for Took being four hours. He thank loaded you, all my stuff, and he's like, you'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be positive, but I knew. I could tell Big Bear. My trust was, me, nobody, not even Ashley knows him as good as I do. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, knew, I knew something was wrong. Well, so then my, my leg was swelled up. <laughs> so It's already big, right? It's a tree trunk. So uh, the... Sports medicine, uh, Rick Foster's like, yeah, you might just want to get it checked out. Well, Rapids, Denver got over on Sunday. Rapid City started on Monday. So I'm like, I'll be fine. So I got this brace on where I can't hardly walk, but, I mean, I can, but just not very good. I go to, uh, to Rapid City. I go to Walgreens, and I buy two other knee braces, four boxes of wine, and a bottle of ibuprofen. <laughs> And I made it through the first five purse, which is funny because I was sponsored by Black Hills Orthopedic. And uh, Dr. <laughs> Duchesne, he comes up, he's like, what's wrong with your leg? <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I tore my ACL. The next thing you know, I'm in my underwear in a tube getting it, whatever that underwear tube thing is. What's the MRI? And um, he, he's like, yeah, yeah, you might want to. Send this to your doctor. So Dr. Chris Miller of the Kansas Orthopedic Center, who's done all my 17 surgeries, and that's not in a – that's my number, 17. Um, yeah, he was smoked, which – that's why rodeo is humbling. One minute, I'm in Denver entertaining 9,000 people. I'm rocking the house. I'm with my best buddy. We got tunes playing. A week later, I'm naked in my bathroom with my father trying to help me in the shower. You know what I'm saying? That's the side they don't see. Yeah. It's I mean, like, it is so yeah. humbling. The, the rodeo world will knock you down. Well, look, I mean, look at this. And it's funny because uh, old Double G just texted me. He said, I, he goes, I, wanna, I want Wes to get hooked so he comes back to work for me. But, you know, not to get into, into the 2020 year. But here, this guy's a multi-time world champion, like a lot of people. And then, you know, he's... You know, building steel buildings yeah. with double G construction. Well, you know, it's the like wor the world shut down. The world I shut mean, down. He had to do what he had to do, but for what we do for a living. Yep. But uh, anyway, we'll let you guys get out of here. But uh, it was awesome. Uh, what a great surprise to see your face and Absolutely. your beautiful face. And you were just a itty bitty girl when I <laughs> saw you. But anyway, uh, Weston, two, good two world champions. Good luck, number five. You got it, brother. Thank Let's give it up, world champion Lance Britton. World champion, Weston Rakowski. Thanks, fellas. Thank y'all. Well, the last little bit here, we just, uh, our rodeo of the day today, Cook's Rodeo, Cook's Garage. We actually had a representative. Yeah, it was. Uh, the two-time and reigning pro rodeo's announcer of the year. But he is a douche and we did not show up. No. <laughs> I wonder how nice. far out he is. It doesn't matter. We're, we're going to go on. So anyway, uh, we do this rodeo in Lubbock. And if you ever get a chance, uh, it's Cook's Garage. 
and it's a badass bar, great food. Um, it's just, it was just a guy's, it was just his man shop, you know, just a hangout where he would go and his buddies come over and drink beer and they'd cook out and stuff. And now it's a huge restaurant, bar, and concert venue. And they put the arena right out in front of this half million dollar stage. And um, it's the best announcer stand because there's a bar behind me and a bathroom. Yeah, it's like a $2 million. It's like a $2 million stage, isn't oh, it? Is it $2 million? No, it probably is. There's a, the way steel is, there's a lot of steel in there. But um, it's, it's, uh, it's in Lubbock, obviously, and just south of Lubbock, Cook's Garage, there in November. So you come down, you catch a football game in the afternoon and come watch the rodeo at night. It's awesome. It truly is. And, like, I try to tell everybody, like, it's not just a bar. Because people are like, you got a rodeo at a bar? But this bar is probably from here to the wall long. Maybe not that long. But it, it's extremely long. You can get a burger. You can sit in the restaurant right by the arena. It's all portable arena. And it's uh, – the guy started, yeah, he was just um, – collecting cars and then one of his buddies wanted to have a, a wedding there and then it just took on from there where like they started having more events because turns out the wedding venue business is something else let me tell you we were tried that and that was if there's anything good about covid it stopped that business from us getting into that business because we did that whitney and i and it was oh bridezillas are bad but their mothers are even worse Ooh. Uh, and we got an engaged couple here. Are you going to, Sadie, are you going to be a bridezilla or a good? Well, you guys are engaged and you're not even sitting by each other. That's not, Austin, get over by your fiance. He, he likes the armrest. But uh, honestly, Cook's Garage, check it out. Uh, we're, we'll share the link. It is an awesome place. They, Cook's Rodeo Days. They have the college rodeo, the one weekend, which for Texas Tech University, which on Friday... Anybody here, or if you're listening online, if you're friends with us, you know about Turnout Tina, the Hunter Cure. Hunter Cure is going to be on on Texas Tech Day to talk about the Red Raider Rodeo. The biggest attended college rodeo was at Lubbock, Texas. So, yeah, at Cook's Garage. I mean, even if you're just going through Lubbock, stop and eat there because the food's badass. And, but the rodeo is, is a lot of fun. Garrett's there. You're there, I'm there. You know, it's... Uh, they had Cole Wetzel in concert. Yep, West Huggins, his boy Walker, you know, going through, you know, what he's going through. The great, about a tough kid. Great, what a great family. Great family. Um, they had an Ice Cube concert at Cook's Garage. Yes. Ice Cube. Think about that, they have this year? They had Neil McCoy and, uh, golly, they, had, they just got good shows, but we can't thank them enough. Jared Hofstetter and, and, uh, and, the, and Mr. Cook's... Uh, himself, so we appreciate the support. Cook's Rodeo Days, check it out. And, uh, yeah, let's give away some whiskey. All right, who wants a bottle of Pendleton whiskey to take home? You don't need any more, lady. Let's try that again. Free bottle of Pendleton whiskey. Who wants it? All right. Guys, want it? Okay. What's our question of the day? The question of the day. Here is the question of the day. As we go to the question of the day, <laughs> since it is, shut up, Sheridan, since it is bullfighting day, all right, who, no, wait, what, and Crawford can't answer this, what was the first year of the Wrangler bullfights? What was the first year 
of the Wrangler Bullfights. What'd you say? 81? I don't know. Is it 81? Okay. No, it's not. It's not 81. It's not 81. Oh, well, you're no, out. he can't answer. He was in it. Not 84. <laughs> Lance was in it. He can't answer. Was it 84? <laughs> I, I ask a question what without knowing was the, the answer. first year of the Wrangler Bullfights? 82? Negative. Okay, next question. A little earlier. 79. Right there. 1979. That's tr- yeah, because Lance was in it. He told me. Oh. Come on up here. Get your bottle of pills, whiskey. Are you 21? Are you even 21? Yes, she is. All right. Well, we've got some Pendleton swag to give away if you want a T-shirt. Come on up. we got some Pete Carr. Huge thanks to old Peter J. Had him having him a great final. Stock's doing good. Talking about Billy Jones. Billy. Uh, Billy. Pete Carr Pro Rodeo. Manscaped.com. Get that lawnmower 4.0 for you. Go to RumpChat20. Or go put in code RumpChat20 and um, get your 20% off of that. Gold buckle beer. Free shipping. Huge thanks to Cinch that I just noticed above the middle C. There is a bullet hole in their trailer. Yikes. So, yeah. Um, who else gives us money? Yep, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, come every day at 11 o'clock. We're going to be Sheridan, here all week. come throw these out. I'd like to welcome to the stage our... Come on, pepper. Sheridan. My you best, you got to dance as you do it. Get my best girlfriend right here from Ponca City. <laughs> Ex-girlfriend. Throw them out. Who wants a t-shirt? A lot of good all guests right. coming on this week, too. Don't forget, maybe we'll have yeah, Gary Gergen if he remembers. Throw out that gal over there. Tonight at the Mirage, Glenn Templeton will be at my party. Doors open at 5.30. Mirage Hotel in David from Northwestern Oklahoma State University. Where you get a quality education for a quality price. Find out more at nwsu.edu. Red Carpet Country. Here, kids. Need some Pendleton sunglasses? Gold Buckle Beer. Step on up and get one. Bird's head. 11 o'clock tomorrow right here. Gold Buckle Stage. Remember, if you'd like to hear this episode, get on to iTunes. Sorry. As we injure people by throwing stuff. And thank you to Jacob for being kind of an asshole today. Yeah. Tomorrow. Did you go through tomorrow? No. Who's up tomorrow? Tomorrow on the show. Oh, 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 Jacob, bring it down. Hey, this is uh, another thing. So Pro Fantasy Rodeo, um, they're doing, they are, what's that? Uh, they're doing the uh, final five rounds. It's a special deal, side pot. The final five rounds, pick another team. You can win. Uh, they're do, uh, paying out $120,000. So um, and it's if you haven't entered a team already, it's like $55, $54.99. But if you already have a team in, it's only $49.99. Pick a whole other team. Get in. $25,000 to the winner. So Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Go do it. Enter up. Side pot. Win some cash. Have some more fun. More crap. You can talk to your friends. Um, also, real quick. Rump chat prize package. Rump chat prize package. I have the standings, Rump. 
Uh, Pro Hunter 81 is winning. Um, and uh, who is that team that you liked? I don't know. The Sheep Shits. The Sheep Shits. That's a team's name. But yeah, Pro Hunter 81, whoever that is, is winning it. Doing good. 485,400. Oh, wait, no. Team total, 472,000. That's good. So anyway, we'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m., Cinch Booth. We love you all. <laughs>